Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there. Welcome, Sonia. So good to be with you, Barbara. I'm, I love it when um, we can um, talk together and kind of give our little insights about these different interviews because I just value so much your input and, and the takeaways that we both are getting from listening to all the different people that we're talking to. Well, this one today was really fun for me to listen to. Well, um, the, the interview we have today is my good friend Janet Pope, and let me tell you what her top five talents are. Focus, belief, learner, discipline, and communication. So she has a, an amazing mix of talents. And as you'll listen to the interview, it's really neat, like, like everyone that we talk to, just to see the, how her different strengths show up and what's that looks, what that has looked like in her life. What, what were your thoughts as you listened to Janet? Well, again, I don't want to give a lot away, but she has a story about focus that had me laughing out loud. So classic for a focus person. And focus is more of a rare talent, and it's way down at the bottom of my list of talents. So I really appreciate people that have focus when I see them. And um, so you'll laugh at her story too, but also just that everything she does and i think this focus helps with this also the way she uses all her talents help her hone in on her life purpose which is very specific and very finely crafted and i just love how she knows that and she just makes everything work toward that yes very very clear focus i like how you tied that together with that it makes so much sense one of the things that hit me was um, just with her learner talent um, and the other ones together too, but I think especially the learner as she, at age 51 that she decided to go to seminary and to learn more and to um, develop new skills in her desire to teach the Bible and to influence men and women. So that was very inspiring to me. Yes. Also, like. Um, kind of like the other people we've talked to, just seeing the more that she understands her talents, that it's given her just clarity of her days and her time and her purpose of what she's doing. So that was really encouraging to me. It's a fun, really fun interview. I think everyone, everybody will enjoy this. Hi, Janet. So great to be with you this morning. I'm so excited for our listeners to get to know you and learn a little bit more about your strengths. I was thinking as we were, before we started talking that we have been friends for almost 40 years, and that has been such a treat for me. I appreciate that. Well, it's so fun to be on your podcast. Oh, thanks, Janet. Well, tell me a little bit about you, where you are, what you do, and a little bit about your family. Well, mainly I have been in Christian ministry all of my adult life. 
And basically, I am a Bible teacher. I do women's events. And so just things like retreats or luncheons or just anything that women get together and they want a Bible teacher. So that's kind of basically what I do. I have a husband of 38 years and two adult children and four grandchildren. And I live in Dallas. Oh, that's great. Well, um, can you tell me about what your top five Clifton strengths are and a little bit about what your strengths journey has looked like? Okay, so starting uh, with number one is focus, then belief, learner, discipline, and communication. So that journey for me is kind of like I really didn't, I wouldn't have been able to put the package together, but as the result of my uh, strengths finder tests came about, I recognized, yes, all those things are true of me. So I would say that I wouldn't have been able to put together that list, but when I saw it, I recognized that that really was who I am. So, well, great. Well, like when you first learned your top five, like what did you think? Like, did you think, oh, these aren't that special, or, or maybe just what were your initial thoughts about that? Well, initially, I I would say that yes, I I recognize that those were my strengths. Uh, there's a whole missing quadrant. I think it's the mobilized section. But as I look over that list, I don't have any of those. So sure, I'd like to be a little bit more rounded, but that's just the way God made me. And I've got a daughter and her husband that both have positivity. And who wouldn't want to have positivity? But that's <laughs> not me. So those people are a lot more fun. And I'm actually a very serious person. So, okay, fine. It, it is what it is. That's just who I am. Oh, well, would so kind of like what you're saying, would you say that you've kind of learned over the years to really embrace your strengths? Like, what does that actually look like for you? I would say that it frees me up to say no to some things. So I really love teaching the Bible. I love women. I love women's ministry. But a few years ago, I got uh, an offer to from a church to come and be their women's ministry director. And they said, you can teach as much as you want. So then when I looked more at the job description, it was organize all the women's events, organize all the childcare for all the women's events, and so many other things on the list that I realized, you know, that's just not who I am. I don't run a three ring circus. I'm not good (laughs) at that. I like one job. And I'm going to really, really focus on that. So I would say it frees me up to just say, no, that's just not who I am. If you'll give me one little job, I'm going to put all my effort into that. But I don't want to be in charge of anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, um, when you think about your top five strengths, can you look back and see like glimpses of what those strengths maybe look like even earlier in your life? Well, I would say that, um, you know, when you're a teenager, you really aren't even self-aware. So (laughs) probably I didn't have any real self-awareness until I was in college. But here's a fun story. So one time, my sister and I were both at the University of Florida. And because I am a learner and focused and disciplined, I would go to the library like every day and just sit there at the 
library table and study for hours. So one time my sister came into the library and she said, oh, there's Janet. So she went over to the table, sat down at my table, and I never looked up. And 45 minutes went by, and then I looked up and I'm like, how long have you been sitting here? She's like, 45 minutes. Oh, so it was great. sort of like an aha moment for me and my sister, like, okay, this woman is so focused. She is so into it that she doesn't even realize someone has sat down on the table and it's her own sister. So that's, that's so great. I would say that at that time I was like, whoa, I really am focused. So that's probably something that stands out as, you know, finally becoming self-aware. Yeah. I remember um, sitting in the library at Auburn and I wasn't quite that focused. I remember this guy that I saw way across the way and he, he finally asked me out for a date, but it was like, I was not focused when I was in the library. I mean, I did, I did work hard, but I was a little more distracted. I think it's funny. Well, um, as you are seeing over time, um, have you seen like, as you put effort in developing any of your particular strengths that you are enjoying them more? Well, a few years ago, I went to seminary. I was 51 years old at the time, and I decided to go to seminary because I felt like it fit what I really wanted to do, which was to be a a good Bible teacher and be a good communicator. But also, I felt like I had the rest of the package, the focus, belief, learner, discipline. And so I would say that just that season of being at seminary, which turned out to be five and a half years, really was such a joyful time for me because I felt like everything was working together to accomplish what I really wanted to accomplish. Mm, I love that. And I remember just seeing just how exciting it was when you walked across the stage and just got your diploma. That was such a major achievement. Um, Well, I want to take a little time and help our listeners understand a little bit more about one of your talents, your top talent called focus. And in the core clarity system, which um, uses the Gallup strengths and has developed those, it focus is one of the talents in the energizing quadrant. And the energizing strengths are ones that are used to um, motivate someone internally to get things done. So one of yours is focus. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? When some of the um, definition of it says like being single-minded and focused on accomplishing a goal and they're energized by having the target and getting it the work done quickly, their intense concentration, just like you mentioned being in the library, but sometimes they might be impatient with distractions. So tell us a little bit more about focus and how that has moved you forward or what it's looked like in your life. Well, because I I feel like the calling on my life is not to be focused. I feel like the calling on my life is to be a Bible teacher. But the focus is something that God gave me that helps to facilitate what I really need to do. So as a Bible teacher and I'm doing women's events, it always involves deadlines. You've got it two months from now, three months from now, next week. So I've got constant deadlines for my events. And then, then I need to be focused and um, to, in, order to, in order to get it done in a timely fashion. So I feel like that has been such a 
a good thing because if I had a deadline but I didn't focus, then it wouldn't get done. So somehow God knew that if I was going to be a Bible teacher and I was going to have events, that they were just going to be deadlines everywhere. I live by deadlines. Mm-hmm. So that's that has helped me to to move forward toward what I really want to do, which is what I believe God called me to be a communicator of his word. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, what is that um, focus? I mean, it sounds easy and practical, but like say in your daily life, what does that look like as your focus? Well, unfortunately, uh, there is a downside to that. It makes you inflexible, regimented, uh, organized, and holding to a self-imposed schedule. So that's... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I get up in the morning. I've already know what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it. I I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I eat the same thing for lunch every day. I mean, I have a sort of a boring life, but it works for me. So, but then the downside would be, uh, it does make you inflexible. You you um, uh, you do kind of. Um, I'm very task oriented, and that also can can harm you in relationships. Um, there's not a lot of spontaneity there. Like someone will text me and say, Hey, let's go to lunch. And going to lunch is actually one of my fun things that I do. I love girlfriend lunches, but if you're all so focused on your task, then yes, you'll get it done. But in Mm. the meantime, you missed out on some other things. Mm. Well, I really believe that, um, like when someone is really using all of their top five talents in um, to their fullest potential, um, it benefits others. Like as you have thought, even just maybe particularly about your focus talent, can you, do you have like a story of how you've seen that really has benefited others? Like just as you are doing what so easily for you, like how has that shown up and blessed other people? Well, um, I don't really have a story on the top of my head about how that's blessed other people, but I'm, I'm assuming and hoping that when I go and do a retreat and I am teaching God's word faithfully, that women will leave hearing from God. So that's really the goal. The goal is not to hear what Janet Pope had to say. Mm-hmm. It's that as I present the word, that God takes his word and his spirit and works in someone's life and they go home and well, I, I think of a time I know many times I've felt blessed by just um, the fruit of your focus and your labor and your work but especially when I've got to go with you a couple times to speak to women at the Lockhart prison just um, outside of Austin and that was such a thrill for me to to be with you and see these women and they had already been studying your book, Hide His, his word, word in, my heart. in Your Heart, yes, and about scripture memory. And so you walked in and they literally gave you a standing ovation. And it was so exciting just to, to, to sit in the audience and hear you quote, I think it was Philippians or a chapter in Philippians and hear just those women just be so encouraged and blessed. And they shared stories of some of the things that they were memorizing because they were motivated by reading your 
your book and practicing the things that you talk about in your book about memorizing God's word. And so to me, that was one tiny um, experience that I'm sure that that happens over and over again, like you say, with so many different groups of women and, and men too, that you get to speak to about memorizing scripture. Can you tell, give just a little bit more detail, even like what that looks like for you as you have been memorizing scripture and what, I know that's kind of a, a lot of um, details, but I feel like that has been just such a huge part of your life and focus of equipping people to be in God's word and memorize his word. Well, I actually didn't be, I, I began memorizing at 35 and it wasn't really for anyone else. It was just for me. But as I began to memorize uh, book by book, I felt like I was teaching myself even God's word and getting so so many benefits out of it. Then I wrote my book on scripture memory and then I began to just go different places. People would invite me and say, well, will you come and talk about scripture memory? So although I am a Bible teacher, also a uniqueness about my style is that I, I like to recite uh, the book or the passage or the chapter, whatever it is I'm about to teach. And that way it's a good overview. And it also inspires people to say, I wish I knew God's word like that. So I do have uh, people sort of people, um, around the country who um, are memorizing scripture and now are in scripture memory groups and people keeping each other accountable on what they're memorizing. And so it can be so life-changing because it's just you and the Lord spending time in the word and seeing uh, the truths that God is showing you for your own personal life and then just journeying with God through his word. So I, I never see any downside of memorizing God's word. And it's sort of been a extra part of my ministry too. Mm, I love that. I love it. Well, um, like I mentioned before, I think when someone is using all their top five talents to their fullest potential, they are at their best self, or it could be like a shining moment and like they're doing what they were made for. Um, I think that's something that we all long for to really be in our jet stream. Can you Tell me about any any other moments that you've experienced that when like you were on all cylinders as you were doing that, maybe a particular speaking event or even I'm sure a lot of different possibilities. Well, I what comes to mind is this summer, uh, one of the roles that I have at my church is that I'm the summer Bible teacher. And so each summer we do uh, the month of June and then bleed in a little bit into July. But this summer, because of quarantine, we were going to do online. Well, I had never done like online Bible study, and I really kind of had a bad attitude about it. Like, no one's going to come to this because we actually ended our spring Bible study online, and there was a huge dropout rate. And I'm like, no one's going to want to sign up for the summer. And in addition to that, it's a five-week Bible study. So each week, then you would kind of be preparing for the next week. But because they were doing videotaping, I had to have it all done by the end of April. So like a month before we even had the Bible study. So it was really, really intense. I hadn't finished writing two of the five weeks yet. And, and, but because I was in quarantine, I did the 
super focused, super disciplined, study, study, write, and um, uh, just for like an intense six weeks, I, I wrote everything that I needed to write and put it all together. And I just thought, well, I'm, I'm not sure if anyone would come. As it turned out, over 500 women came. Oh, wow. Uh, went through the Bible study in the summer. So to me, it was a huge accomplishment, but it could not have been, it, it couldn't have, it couldn't happen without all those things coming together. I had to be super focused. I had to just really put my head down and every day just get up and get after it. Mm. So I, I really felt such a huge sense of accomplishment because I was done by the end of April. And then by the time June came, it was already done. I love that. I love it. Well, um, I imagine that at some point, I mean, you've kind of referred to it a little bit, but maybe you've written down like your personal mission statement. I mean, I know for some people that can be a little bit daunting, but I can tell that you've been focused even just with um, what you're doing with your life and how that looks over all these years. But um, how would you say, just as you are learning or have learned about like turning your talents that you have into strengths, how is that helping you as you are continuing to be on your personal mission? Well, I did write a personal mission statement, like, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. And it was very, very simple. And then later I adapted it. So it started with my, my goal for my life. My mission for my life is to know God and walk closely with him. It was very simple. I just, I just want to know God. I want to walk closely with him. But then about maybe 20 years ago, I got an email from someone I didn't know, but she had read my book and she, she wrote, I'm writing to tell you that I love God more because of you. Mm. And it was such a, such a, it was like such a shock and such a huge statement that I went, Oh, Oh my goodness. And so I expanded my mission statement. It's not just to know God and walk closely with him. It is to know God, to walk closely with him and to help others do the same. Because I can't think of anything that is more worthy or more worth my time than to build into someone else who then would say, I love God more because of you. So that's why God left me here. It's to help Mm. someone else. It's not just so that Janet Pope can walk with God. No, it's much more than that. So that's my mission statement. I do want to know God and I do want to walk closely with him, but I want to reach out to others through my communication skill to bring others in so that they're growing, they're knowing God more, they're loving God more, they're walking more closely with God. So I would say that that is how God put my package together. And uh, it's very motivational for me. Mm, I love that. Well, and even as you were sharing that, I just think of the places that I have heard that you've been as you've taken your message and taught different people the Bible. Can you tell us a little bit about that, like different countries you've been to or just how you've seen that you have helped others to really know God more? Well, international travel is not only fun, but it also shows you that every person has that same longing and desire to know God. I have been to Russia eight times. 
Uh, I've been to the Philippines for 10 weeks. I have been to Hong Kong twice. I've been to Budapest twice, just on different speaking engagements. And I went to India last year and uh, a few other places. So I really do love international travel. But the thing that brings it home to me is to see that although their culture is different, they speak differently, they have different a different way of life, they still have a longing in their heart to know God. And as a Bible teacher, that is a huge encouragement to me to know that I can share the word and let God take it from there. So um, I really, I, I'd like to take every opportunity that I can to um, take invitations to come and speak. What a huge blessing and honor to, like you say, just take God's word to hungry people around the world. And I know even just from knowing you when you first went to the Philippines and how that was a little challenging opportunity, but just your fervor and commitment to helping others really know God and his word kind of drives you to, to make sacrifices. Sometimes it's a little hard to go to new places, but I love seeing just how your passion is taking um, your knowledge and your gifts and abilities and helping bless so many people through that. Well, I mean, really what greater joy could you possibly have than that God would choose to use even me? Yeah. I mean, I, I spent the first 21 years of my life just uh, living for myself. I had no concept of who God was. I, I, didn't, I grew up in a very secular home. And when I came to know the Lord and started sharing Christ immediately with my sorority sisters and then just my family and my friends, um, I could see that God, God will use me if I will just surrender to him and let him lead me. Mm, that's great. Well, Janet, thank you so much for um, telling us a little bit more about focus, talent especially. And I would would love it if you had anything else that you would like our listeners to know that might help them, someone that maybe has this talent or works with someone that has focus or loves someone that has focus. Um, what would you, one last little thing, would you help them to know and understand to, to appreciate what this talent is all about? Well, as I had mentioned kind of briefly earlier, focus has a downside. And what helps me to stay grounded is that my second strength is belief. And yet, even with that, there are temptations to really, really focus on things that are not important. So I my advice, if anyone else has focus, is to continually evaluate yourself and how you are spending your time and what you are actually focusing on and how grounded are you so that you're actually focusing on the most important things. I mean, what if you're focusing on video games or uh, games on your phone or things like that? I mean, people who have focus can be very uh, tunnel vision and targeted on the wrong thing. So I feel good that I am continually evaluating myself and where I spend my time and what I'm focusing on. But I think that that's a danger. So that's what, that's the advice that I would give is that keep others around you so that um, they can speak into your life. 
That's really helpful. Thank you. Okay, one last question. Um, what has brought you joy or put a smile on your face lately? Well, actually, I will say that our conversation we had a few days ago about this upcoming podcast and about focus and about uh, my different areas of strength, um, I shared with you just that lately I've been in a funk. I haven't, I've had, you know, self-confidence crisis. I don't know. I just felt like I was in such a rut and I didn't understand why. And as we talked it through, it sort of came to me as we were explaining that here's my, my gift of focus. And because of quarantine and the pandemic and all my speaking events have been canceled and nothing new is being rescheduled because nobody knows what is going to be happening that I've been floundering. And so it helped me so much. I got off the phone. I told my husband, now I realize what's wrong with me is that I haven't had anything to focus on. And so that has sort of sent me in too many directions. And so I I just felt so free that now I realize why I don't need to beat myself up. I just need to understand that the reason why I have felt like I I've been in a slump is because I didn't have anything to focus on. I don't have target deadlines. I don't have things that are coming up. Everything has been canceled. So anyway, so that just understanding who I am and uh, my strengths and what goes on all the package that goes with that and all the downside, that's why I've been in a slump. So now I don't need to be in a slump anymore. I just need to give myself a little freedom and um, just wait. Oh, well, that puts well, a smile that. that puts a smile on my face. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Janet. Well, um, how can our listeners um, learn more about you and what you're doing? Where would they get in contact with you? Well, my website is where I connect with most people, janetpope.org. Awesome. Well, as you can tell, it's been a treat just to hear from Janet. Thank you again for making time to do this podcast. And I know our listeners are going to be excited to, um, to process and listen to all these great things you've shared. Thank you so much, Janet. It's been my joy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.